0: What's happening? It's AJ and Carl. We're back at it. This is episode number four. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get right into it. We're going to get into a championship recap. Uh, Carl, do you have uh, the final standings?
1: The final standings for B-Boys League. Um, so your first place regular season standings would be Long Pipe, second place Mango season, third, My Pukets, fourth, Raider Nation, your bitch, fifth, Pitos Fritos, six, Your Ass is Grass, seventh, Two Girlies, One Cup, eight, Stand for the Anthem, ninth, Dark and the Quattro Crazies, 10th, Auto Draft, 11th, Department of the Raiders, 12th, Sandusky's Tight Ends.
0: So, another good year, fun year, always good times. Let's go ahead and take a look at that third place game. This game actually has some meaning behind it because uh, the winner gets their cash back. It's almost like they didn't have to pay. They played for free. Um, so, that game was between Cash in My Pookets and Raiders Nation Yabish. And coming out on top was... Cash in my pukets with the 178 bomb, big score, big score. So Matt actually comes out even in this league, and Raider Nations, your bitch had a solid game. Yeah, it's a big game. 140 points. I mean, it just came down to Matty G scoring almost double digits with every single one of his players. Right. He had the right plays. Um, didn't leave any points on the bench. Didn't leave any points on the bench, and. It's interesting. Matty G kind of seemed like one week he was on and then one week he was off. And it happened to be last week that he was off. Yeah. And, well, he's had a decent game, but he lost by Two two, two points to me. And that's where we're heading next. Championship game. First place. I'll go ahead and claim the title, boys. Uh. You know, it, it's been a good season. All, I, I had two losses. Um, Carl had one loss. The one loss Carl had on the season was to me. He loses again to me in the championship. Uh, I guess you could call me like his kryptonite for this season. But I I gave him his only losses of the year. And what do you have to say about that, man? How do you feel about this game?
1: You know what, AJ? I, um, I feel absolutely fine. Um I woke up Monday, I went to work, <laughs> and um came back, kissed my lady, went to bed, and uh. the next thing you know, is the is the weekend. So I feel fine. I feel good. You still feel okay. I'm, okay. Still, I'm, okay, good, you know? good. I'm in one but, piece, my health is good, we're alright. But it sucks to lose, to lose to you, man. I mean, all right. So, all jokes, so you beat me last year. All or no? Aside, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a little revenge. A little revenge game. I mean, I, I've i said this in past uh, episodes. Like, my team was fully ready, fully capable of, of claiming the title once again. And, you know, it was just unfortunate. Got hit with some injuries. And I tried to just put together some makeshift team and try to make, you know, a strategy put in some strategy plays and stuff like that. But when you're in the championship game and you're playing up you're playing against a team who's got a full squad and if you're if you're planning on starting guys off the waivers like I was, it's just not a recipe for a championship. And I had to fill too many holes. So uh, yeah, congratulations, champ. Enjoy it because uh next year you getting this long pipe? You feel me? I <laughs> oh,
0: really. Uh, so this game actually, let's go ahead and recap it a little bit. I think it was over on Thursday night when you played Philip Rivers. Yeah. He gave you one point. Jeez. You all. You also had another quarterback on your roster, yes. Tyler Bray. Yes. Gave you zero points. You almost were better off playing Tyler Bray at one point because Phillip Rivers was at negative. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so the Tyler Bray pickup was post-Thursday night game. And I don't know if, if if everybody in the B-Boys League knows the story behind the whole Tyler Bray joke, but um, our, our good friend uh, Eric Rios, who went into – um, our senior year season as a starting quarterback. Um, just so happened to split time with Tyler Bray the first two games of the year. And uh, Coach Mike Newell pulled Eric out of class. <laughs> first first class. First thing in the morning. 8.30 in the morning. You rem- were in the class. Yeah, I remember
0: this. It was embarrassing for the man. Yeah,
1: we were all hanging out and Newell comes in and says, hey, I need to speak with Eric. And And so Eric goes outside, and he comes back in with his head down. And um, we ask Eric what's up, what's wrong, why he looks defeated. And he he told us that Coach Newell was going to go with Tyler Bray as the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And the rest is history. Tyler goes on to the NFL. Eric goes on, and he's a – He's actually
0: a pro softball player. He
1: is. He he does have his room and board. Is paid for to play professional softball. Uh, he travels. So good job, Eric. I mean, you made something of your life. You know, Ty, You can always go back and say that. Tyler... we'll,
0: we'll have to send this episode to to, to Eric.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'll listen to. It. Um,
0: but that's pretty funny. Um, so Tyler Bray almost could have given you more points than Philip Rivers this week, right? And he did suit up. Um, but it it was kind of a blowout ever since that play on Thursday night. I I had the lead the whole week weekend. Um, so, I mean, that's that another fun season. Um, we're going to go ahead and answer some questions. We actually got some.
1: Hey guys, this is Spencer calling in from Clovis, California. Love the podcast. Big fan. Uh, had a question, actually a couple questions. Number one. What do you think of the uh, Chargers and Rams um, getting it done this year? Is, a, is it a little weird seeing them do good? Um, also, number two, where do you see the Niners and Raiders next year with a healthy team and uh, a fresh start? Uh, both of those teams, uh, how, how far do you see them going um, the next couple seasons? Uh, look forward to hearing your answers, and and thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. Big fan
0: in the mailbox today so let's listen to that cool cool that was a uh, spencer calling in thank Appre- you spencer yeah appreciate the support glad you're li- uh liking the podcast uh continue to listen we'll have more uh more things like this to, to answer so we we like doing this that's a good question chargers rams those are two really good teams this year both of them coming out of l.a Everyone always forgets about the Chargers, calls them San Diego. I I still do it. I still do it, too. Um, I think they're two good teams. They're quality teams that I would not want to face in the playoffs. Obviously, I'll start with the Rams here, the L.A. Rams. These guys were good last year. Um, Head coaches changed the culture of that team. They're an offensive powerhouse. Uh, It seems like the defense is kind of coming around here. Uh, when it matters, they they will be a tough out, and they I think they're playing for a bye uh, today. Yeah. So they win, they get that bye. That's going to help them out, especially with the injuries. They should get Todd Gurley back. It's nice to see that they got C J Anderson running running good. Uh, that's just you know a third down back they can throw in there and not have to worry about it. Or I, actually, C J Anderson would be more of a change of pace guy, but. I think they're gonna be a tough team. What do you think, Carl?
1: What pace would he be changing? Just to slow slow it down a little bit? So you, you,
0: you think CJ Anderson's slow? <laughs> I think
1: he's slow. You see how big he is? <laughs> hey, he looks he looks like a fullback. <laughs> hey, he's been running hard though. I, yeah. he's got a little belly to him.
0: But uh He's yeah, he's he runs low. It's hard to yeah. tackle that guy. Yeah. He's like a like a that was, ball.
1: That guy was trucking people last week. Um but yeah, it's he Matty G too. Too shoot. To uh, Spencer's question, um, I feel like this is obviously two really good teams, but two teams that are in like to- two totally different spots only because the Rams have a quarterback on his rookie deal, which is, which is allowing them to allocate money to other positions. If you look at what the Rams are doing, it really reminds me of what um, Seattle did.
0: When they were good, for when that. with yeah. Russell
1: Wilson on his rookie deal, because whenever you, if you can win, build got, a team around a, a quarterback on his rookie deal, like that's perfect. Because you look at these teams now that have hundred million dollar QBs, they can't add other I, pieces exactly. Yeah. Um. So the Rams are the Rams are doing all the right things, and I, I mean this is going to be a team to and
0: and they made the moves on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and they their defense hasn't been. What you thought it might be? No, with all those pieces, they're doing enough. They're doing enough. They're doing though. enough. That offense is good.
1: Yeah, and their opportunistic defense. Yeah. Um. I mean, you have Aaron Donald just wrecking havoc on the D line. Three,
0: three sacks away from the record.
1: Right. Yeah. So I really like what the what the Rams are doing. I feel like they they're making all the right moves. Um. Chargers. The Chargers. Now you have a, a a they're in like win now mode you got you an know, old aging QB. Yeah, and you know, they they have a lot of injuries, especially in the secondary on the defense side of the ball. They yeah. came into it with uh, Bosa, he was hurt, he missed some time, but he's a beast. Um they have young they have young pieces, but I don't think that they're at um the same spot that the Rams are long-term.
0: And you know what with the Chargers what's kind of tough for them is they're going to end up being a 12 and 4 team or whatever it is that yeah. they might end with and they're going to have to play a wild card game away yeah and they're the they got the best record in the AFC tied yeah and they're going to have to go away on the road and play a game that's hard
1: um it well yeah cuz Kansas and, City like like Kansas, they you know it just sucks. to have a record like that, and then yeah. they're gonna
0: have to go play the Colts or the Titans. I think it'll be or uh, or Baltimore. I think it might be Baltimore. In that
1: case, you'd have to you'd want to play in the dome. Play in yeah. the dome. Play and
0: and Baltimore's got that stingy defense. Right. That's a tough draw. Like to be the best record in the AFC and then have to go play on the road against Baltimore. Yeah.
1: I I think the Chargers though they do have a team um, that can that can hang with anybody. I like their offense. I love Philip Rivers, man. I, I feel yeah. like this dude, it, he has no fear. Like, I, he can put the team on his back and uh and I mean, we've seen him get the job done before and he's got a lot of weapons.
0: He's just the ultimate
1: competitor. Exactly. I feel like. Yeah. He, yeah, he's not afraid of nothing. Yeah. He'll, he can fight with the best of them, yeah. All
0: right. Uh any any other takes on the Chargers or the Rams?
1: Uh the Chargers defense like uh Melvin Ingram and, and uh Bosa, they're probably one of the better pass rushing duos in the NFL. Yeah, and uh Derwin James, they drive the first round safety. Safety. Um, they got they have pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I think the biggest question with the Chargers will be uh successor to Phillip Rivers.
0: Yeah, move, if you're looking Moving forward, forward yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, uh let's go ahead and take a look at the second part of Spencer's question. He talked about the Niners, and he talked about the Raiders. Obviously, Spencer's from California. He's asking about the California teams. Niners, Raiders, so he, he talks about Chargers, Rams, these guys getting it done. But on the other end of the spectrum, you got the Niners, and you got the Raiders. I don't see much light for the Raiders <laughs> at the end of this. I I honestly think it's going to be about three years till they get, get some pieces that can start um, – Actually doing something for them, I don't. I don't like Gruden's approach. He had two Pro Bowl young guys that he could have built the team around, and uh, he just didn't get. I don't know. He got rid of them, and um, and I'm speaking of Amari Cooper, and I'm speaking of Khalil Mack. Right. Two guys on one on the offense, one on the defense. These guys go to another team and they start performing like they've always done. You know. Yeah, Cooper had a down year. But you don't give up on someone that's that young just from one year, right? Or do you? I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you it's it's tough and and the only thing that I can the only reason reasoning I can come up with is the fact that maybe John Gruden knew at the beginning of the year that they weren't that they were a ways away. So you you have two guys whose contracts are about to come up, and they're going to demand huge money. Why not trade them now while they have value and restart? Get two more first-round picks.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. He, and especially with Gruden. He's a guy that wants his guys there to work in his system. And if he didn't like what he saw, he's shipping them off. Yeah. I, I still uh, worry about Carr. I have a feeling Carr might, might come next. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And the real dilemma with the Raiders right now isn't even on the field. Yeah. Where they where are they going to play next year?
1: They said Fresno State. <laughs> <I don't know laughs> if that's going to happen. They can, hey bring them here to Kingsbury. Keens, we got a stadium. Yeah, we have plenty of seats to fill. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I had this conversation with um, with my uncle. Like the Raiders had put them themselves in a position to potentially be the first team, I believe, in the NFL to have. Three one hundred million dollar players, just the way that the receiver market was going, and if Cooper would have kept producing, you would have had a million dollar, hundred million dollar receiver, a hundred million dollar defensive player, and a QB. Yeah, and you can't build a team like that. You just you're tying up way too much money. Um, obviously Cooper's not gonna get, not gonna touch a hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah. unless Jerry Jones opens a bank, but I don't see him touching that. But um, it would have been tough. It,
0: yeah, it would have, and he's getting some first round picks. So we'll see if he can make those picks work for him, and we'll see if they can find a place to play. I hope they don't go to San Francisco. That'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be super weird. Um, but we'll see where they end up. Uh, next year, uh, hopefully they could just finish it out there in Oakland. Uh, give it to their fans. You know, I mean, they're already leaving them for Vegas. So right. Uh, let's talk about the Niners now. Uh, I have a little more hope for the Niners. I do like what's going on there. I don't know if Garoppolo is the guy, especially coming off of that injury. We'll see how he bounces back. I do like what I've seen in Mullins. Yeah. I, I like the kid. He's young. Uh, He's shown that he could play in the league. Yeah, he makes some mistakes, but that's what young guys are going to do. And he's on a bad – I mean, he's on a bad team. So, I mean, if they can get that team, I mean, that offensive line a little bit better, uh, keep building, that guy could be the answer. So, if I were the coach or the GM, I would look to trying to keep Mullins around because I don't know what Garoppolo is going to look like coming back for next season.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I a huge Mullins fan. I, I was so <laughs> tempted to pick him up off of waivers and just to stream him a few weeks. But just the, the fact of him being like an unknown, do I really trust this guy, you know, it kind of kept me away. Um, if Garoppolo comes back healthy, now I know they paid him his money, but Mullins has shown enough, I believe, to be a starting quarterback for that team. I feel like, I don't think that they go that way, but would you be so? Would you be shocked if they if they gave Mullins a go, or do they keep do they put Garoppolo on a short leash?
0: No, this is Garoppolo's team. I think you got to see what you got in him next year. But if at any point Garoppolo shows that that knee isn't you know the same, or that he just can't get wins, I mean you got Mullins there as a backup, and you can always put him in. Now I think you got to go a hundred percent at Garoppolo though. You're he's a guy getting your money. He's the guy that you had envisioned taking over this team. And you, you got to hope that he bounces back from this injury. They do, and then they also got McKinnon. I mean, oh, they, yeah, we, gotta, I we forget about. And we didn't get to see him play, but you hope that someone like that could could bounce back from an injury and, and hopefully give some more juice to, I think, already talented running back group. I, I think uh, Wilson's got some juice, and I think that uh, Breda is actually a pretty good running back. He just gets injured too often. Yeah. But
1: yeah, that, I think
0: that's part of him getting a lot of carries. He's a guy that needs to split the ball. Right. Or split right. the load.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was about to say that. Um, I think they need one of those bigger running backs. Maybe Wilson fits that role. I'm not too sure how big he is, but I can't see them, uh, giving Breda, like, workhorse touches. You know, he's just not that player. Yeah. I don't think he's that durable. Um, but then splitting it up, you know, once McKinney comes back, you could see like a big uh, running back dilemma, like uh, like what New England does. Yeah, how they have just like five or six running backs, and they're all interchangeable. I feel like.
0: Let Let me uh bring up a question here. What does What do the Niners do with their first pick? Wow. Do they go defense? Or I I go defense if I'm them. If, I think you can continue to build on that side.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I I can see that. Um, but me, I think I would touch the O line. Yeah. I think I would try to protect, protect your hundred million dollar man. Um I I love the Niners front seven. Mm-hmm. I mean they've they put put out like four first round picks on in, in the front seven. Uh DeForest Buckner, uh Thomas out of Stanford, I think another guy, Armstead, um, Eric Armstead out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a couple of linebackers that I really like. It's unfortunate the whole Reuben Foster thing that might have set him back a little bit, but uh, I can see either them addressing the offensive line, preferably a left tackle or a, a corner. The
0: secondary, yeah, yeah. The secondary. that's what I was thinking. Uh, so I I do have some hope for the Niners. I think they can be a surprise team next year that can you know get some big wins and who knows get get the ball rolling. Wild card team could yeah I I wouldn't. Put it out you know um, they play in a division that is only really Seattle right now uh, the Rams. oh I'm sorry the Rams yeah but
1: but Seattle too yeah and Seattle yeah, so, so maybe not wild
0: card yeah that'd be tough huh? yeah. uh we'll see what happens with them but I I mean
1: both Bay Area teams, yeah Bay Area, it's gonna be a while yeah
0: I I'd say yeah another year or two for the Niners to really get get that thing rolling okay all right we're gonna go ahead and bring in a special guest now. Uh, this is our commissioner of the league, Matty G, also known as Cash in My Pookets, who played in the third place game. Matty G, can we get your take on that game? How do you feel coming out on top? Is
1: it nice at least getting that money back? So first of all, what's up, B boys, and shout out to Kevin. Nalgitas <laughs> tetas. Uh, uh can you can you uh, <laughs> translate? Uh so Kevin uh, in this Tahoe trip basically couldn't couldn't say anything but those two words for like a full half a day. So basically uh as we all know Kevin is a uh, is very uh focused on the the upper chest part of a female. So <laughs> he's uh He's a that does guy through and through, so I had to give him a shout out for that. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question Me too, Kevin. Nah, it was, it was a it was a great feeling, man. I uh, you know, I felt like I after coming off that loss to you and in heartbreak fashion, especially uh, you know, when Cam Newton's arm was about to fall off and all I could do was throw dump downs to Christian McCaffrey. I felt like it was within my grasp, you know? I, man?
0: I was very, very worried <laughs> when that was happening. I I was sitting with Carl watching that game and I said it's over, bro. Like Cam Newton's literally just looking to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, luckily, that last play just went incomplete because yeah. I think if that they get the first, I think it's for sure a win for you. But too bad it wasn't. And for your, <laughs> in, your, in your case, but let's talk about that third place game against uh, Raider Nation, you bitch.
1: You know what? That was it was it was a very satisfying victory. You know, my team showed up. Uh, I mean. Down the line, Damian Williams continued to be the pickup uh, pickup of the week, you know, last week or two weeks ago now. Um, Christian McCaffrey again showing up. Juju Smith, you know, he had that fumble at the end but still showed up and got me 20. I put in Gus Edwards this week. And actually, that's the thing I I haven't really talked too much about is that I started Jared Cook against you in that semifinal game. If I would have started Gus Edwards. I would have won so uh, that that was kind of a bitter taste in my mouth too so I had to start on that that final week and you no know, it's good to see my team finish out strong uh, is it, it, it was a little bit of an empty feeling knowing that I would have won the championship with my performance you know
0: what about Wendy uh,
1: <laughs> you know I'm actually I, I was talking about this earlier uh, you know I, I mailed in a question about about Wendy and uh, AJ didn't answer so actually I think this is now the perfect time for you to answer
0: Matt we don't take those types of questions on this podcast. <laughs> we are very professional about what we do here and anything that comes through our system that's, you know, something like that, we just set it to the trash. So you had set no thoughts on Wendy? No thoughts on Wendy. Okay. So. But who's Wendy? Are you asking about Wendy's nuts are gonna <laughs> land in your mouth?
1: Because
0: if that's what you're asking, It'll happen after this podcast. Oh, wow.
1: Why not right now?
0: (laughs) We can do it now.
1: (laughs) And with that being said, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.
0: And if that's what you want, (laughs) then that's what your interview will be with. It'll be you gargling on those nuts. We'll just get that gurgling sound. Damn.
1: All right, should we move on? (laughs) No, let's stay
0: here. (laughs) No, we're going to move on. Um, so, Matt, you are the commissioner of the B Boys League. Um, you actually gave up the role for one year. You passed it on to Ryan, um, but you took it back. And I'm glad that we have you in here to ask you some of these hard hidden questions that people have been asking. Uh, I've been seeing tweets out there, uh, you know, Israel McKinney bashing you about your role and how you, how you uh, do things in this league. Not everyone agrees with the no or the zero trade deadline policy. Your, trades are open all year long. Um, no championship title uh, to give out.
1: It's just like you claim your money. That's it. Uh, what do you have to say about some of this stuff? Well, first, I'd like to to respond to the to the negative comments I'm getting from Israel McKinney. They're unfounded. <laughs> he's bitter because he came in dead last in the league and was absolute trash. So that's all I have to say about Israel. So what was the consequence for for Israel finishing last anyway? So he, from what I understand, he's got to grow out a mustache now, for, now for a it, month. this brings me to my other question. When will Parm fulfill uh, his consequence? Is this
0: something that you're allowing? I mean, this is your league.
1: No, I'm not allowing it. And we've actually set several times and he's continued to back out. He's in Texas right now. He is in Texas. He should do it in Texas. I, I think that would be fair. <laughs> I agree. Wait, we have to do this.
0: <laughs> um, so so is Israel, does he have to do this? Does he have to follow through? Because Parm hasn't. What's, so, the, what's your deal? What's your take on this? Should, should we even should yeah, should, should we James even co- yeah. Yeah. should we even
1: continue with this because these guys aren't following through? Like So my take is that Farm is absolutely on the hook to do this and we should do it ASAP. For for Israel, I don't I don't think there was ever like anything really like established, put in place for this year like, who was gonna lose. Uh there was this rumors about this mustache thing. I can get on board with that, but as far as like actually holding him to something, I don't know if we ever like fully established something this year.
0: Okay, so Parm is a lock, though. He yeah, needs oh, to Yeah, absolute lock. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Can't wait.
0: <laughs> Can't wait, yeah. Um, another uh, question we wanted to ask. Is it a possibility to get a trophy or maybe even, let's say, uh, championship belt for the league, for the league winner?
1: You would, you, know, would that I, be a possibility? Now, now that I'm put on the spot here, I mean, I feel like I might have to do something like that. You know, it is a, it is kind of a hassle as a commissioner. But hey, if I want to be up with the the legendary commissioners uh, such as Carl McKinney over here, if I want to be in that echelon, then I got to step up. I guess. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's in the question. So that we we should maybe look forward to that
1: next year. It's a possibility. Stay tuned. Okay.
0: It's kind of like Parm in his dress
1: We've been waiting for a while. I don't
0: want to wait my whole life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, okay, another question. Carl, you want to ask one?
1: Uh, yeah, Matt. So, uh, based off of your finish this year, um, if you were to have the number one pick next season, who are you taking? That's a good question, Carl. I... You know, we talked about this a little bit in the Flopcast, but I, I think whenever I'm looking early draft picks, I'm always looking running back because there's just there's a lot more options at receiver, I feel like. You know, you can go 2-3 deep on a team, especially you look at the Rams, got a potent offense. They got pretty much three options there that you can pick. I think going early with running back is key. I think you want to go for a running back that gets touches on all three downs, that catches... Balls, especially as you know PPR league, you know you're getting touches, you're getting that easy point on a catch. So I gotta go talk Gurley. I think he's uh, in in a high-powered offense. Sean McVay's not going anywhere. Jared Goff's still gonna be there. I think uh, you know we also talked about Saquon Barkley. I think that's you know a clear uh, you know in, in in consideration to be a first overall pick too. Why I give Gurley the nod is I think uh, the Giants got a long way to go at the quarterback position. I, I'm not, you know, hopefully they get rid of Eli. I think he's trashed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but maybe they won't, and that's good for me as a Cowboy fan, but uh, not good for Saquon Barkley as a, as a fantasy option. So I got to go Gurley as my number one overall pick. Okay, I agree. I think i go Gurley too. All right,
0: Matt. Um, I want to get into some questions here about the league rules and what we can expect for next year, and if there's going to be any changes. Um One thing that came up this year was there was some shady business. We talked about it on the podcast earlier in the season. Is there going to be a trade uh, deadline implemented? I know we talked that you might have missed it. Is this going to happen next year, or are we actually going to get that thing in?
1: Yeah, so actually um – um no, that was, I take full responsibility for that. I don't know, I, I meant to put it in, it didn't happen. Uh, but I also, when I saw that trade go through, and or, or get proposed, and it was being up for a league vote, I stepped in and as commissioner, I had to ax that trade. I couldn't leave it up to, okay, well maybe people weren't gonna look, maybe this trade gets pushed through. It was a clear, cheap trade, it wasn't really there. Uh, it was shady business as you guys say. (laughs) And so uh, I had to step in and and make things right. Uh, For next year, there will absolutely be a trade deadline put in place. I'll make sure that happens uh, as soon as the season starts or before the season starts. Uh, But again, that was a mistake on my part and I actually put it in after that trade got mixed because I wanted to make sure that there wouldn't be more trades that could possibly be put uh, through this year. So, yeah, I have one, one more question for myself. Um, And this just kind of goes off of, uh, like, the scoring. How would you feel about rewarding uh, position players' special teams' points? Um, Because normally what you see, like, default settings, the defense gets all the special teams' points. But say you go and get somebody like a Tyree kill, kind of brings a bit more value, could alter draft strategy, how high he goes, how low he goes. How would you feel about that?
0: And it's a – to add to that, it's an interesting uh, topic because let's say you have Tyreek Kill on your team and you're not getting his points for a punt return or a kick return, but he fumbles on that punt return or kick return, it does go against his score. Hmm. So he should get those. I mean, he should get some value out of the if he's being able to get negative points from that.
1: Yeah, no, I seen I seen uh, no issue with with implementing that. Uh, I think it does add an interesting element of, you know, in the draft where you're like, hey, okay, you know, it's Antonio Brown or or, you know, another receiver that, that doesn't get it on spec, like a Julio Jones. So I mean, who do I take? A- Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Well, hey Antonio Brown, you know, he knows he's gonna get some some punt return yards here or there. I think it's interesting. I, for me the, the biggest the biggest uh question that I have is how many points are we actually gonna allocate to that? Because obviously punt return and kick return yards are much easier to get especially if you're catching the ball at the goal line you're going to the 25 I mean it's got to be a, you know, a much smaller point total than what yeah. it takes to do it in the offense so I'm open to it but you know as far as how sp- specifics are going to go I think it would need to be uh, obviously much less points per yard uh, on those returns mm. Alright um,
0: another rule question uh, so that, that was one um, what do you think about well I guess this isn't really a rule, it's more of a league thing. What do you think about increasing the buy-in and paying out team high highest scoring team every week to keep the competitive level up, to keep people into it throughout the entire season? What would you be open to that? Do you think uh other members of the league would be open to that?
1: Yeah, I know, it's kind of funny actually. Uh you know, you brought this up in a previous podcast and uh me and Ryan had I've talked about it previously that, hey, this would be a really good idea to keep people engaged throughout the year because, you know, we have Israel sitting right here and you know, this team is garbage, but hey, maybe you can <laughs> put a, a week together and win 25 bucks back, right? So, I think it's, I think it's an interesting proposition. I'm definitely open to it. Obviously, I want to see what the league has to say about it. Uh, I think everyone would be open to it, but, you know, anytime you increase buy-in, you got to make sure that everybody's okay with it. Uh, that's not putting anybody in too much financial strain so i think it's a really good idea i think it helps us resolve the issue that we had this year or or you know much debated issue with should should teams out of the playoffs be uh be picking up guys during the playoffs mm-hmm. uh i thought that was an interesting uh point of debate i'm on the total opposite side as you guys obviously i voiced my opinion on, on the group message but uh I think it's it, it, there's really no purpose for you to be picking up players late in the year if you're out of the playoffs, right? Basically, what you're doing is trying to screw over people that are in the playoffs, because, I mean, you're saying, okay, I would take this guy, I'm not going to do anything with him, but I just I don't want him to get him, so I'm going to take him.
0: Well, you're playing,
1: you're still playing. Well, yeah, but you're, you're but you're not playing for anything, right?
0: Yeah, but who said that that's all you had to play for? I mean, you're playing for fun too.
1: Yeah, I I guess, but... And it's
0: part of... It's not, like, against the rules. This is more of something that's like a... Well, the boy said... And, I mean, you got to put that in the rules.
1: I mean, maybe that's something we talked about pretty... I mean, I guess if we put this money in, though, I think that resolves the issue. Because if you're still, you know... Week sixteen, there's still money on the line. Then yeah, uh, you know, right. yeah, you have every right to try to pick up any player you want. So yeah, so get, that that's why I like this rule. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. keeps
0: everyone motivated, keeps them in into the league throughout the the entire period. Well, you know, the league might be cut down to only four guys that have a chance at some real money. Right, but you can actually still get some extra yeah, cash mean, on the side.
1: You if you if you string together two highest scoring weeks, well, you have just got reimbursed for your buy-in. For example, yeah,
0: for a really good example to back this up is uh, if you go back and look at championship week, highest scoring team was Wren.
1: Yeah. Who was
0: a guy that was active on the wires Mm -hmm. during the playoffs, but he was out. And, I mean, if had we had this rule in there, he would have won some money.
1: Yeah. That's actually, it's a really an interesting point because I haven't looked at it to see, because I think the argument on the other side would be Okay, well, the best team is getting constantly getting the highest points, so now we're just padding the best team's winnings, right? True. So, like, I would be curious to look back and see, okay, how many, how times? many, like, how many times did you know, let's say Israel get even close to like getting the top team, right? How many times, you know, did people lower in the league? I yeah. think That's I, I would have taken teams. home at least like eight or nine weeks.
0: I think, um, <laughs> I think what happens though is that once you get to this point where you're one end eight or whatever, or yeah. I don't know what it is, but like Israel probably isn't even waiver wire picking up. He's not looking at guys, but had he been, maybe he could have got some guys that would have put him in the conversation. Like Ren. I mean, he continued to play even though he was out and he had the highest scoring. Week. He almost put up 200 points this last week. Yeah. yeah. So I Fair think point, guys, it, it makes it just real competitive. I think the league will be better for it. <laughs> um, Matt, that's all the questions I had.
1: I'm gonna pass it over to Carl. Do you have any more? Uh, no questions for me. So that's all Matt, do you want to share anything before you go? Yeah, just I uh, just want to thank everybody for for a great fantasy season. I think uh, you know it's always enjoyable to get together, and, and you know, obviously, this is uh, this is all just fun and games. But uh, it's cool. It's a good uh, way for us all to connect and keep in touch. And uh, I look forward to keeping it going into the future.
0: All right. So on that, uh thank you for coming in, Maddie. Thank you uh for running the league. We appreciate it. It's always a good time. Uh actually before you go, what is what season is this for the B-boys? Uh
1: That's a good question. I think uh I think this was season 5 now that we finished this up. Yeah,
0: 2013, exactly. 14, 15,
1: 16. 17,
0: can we think back and name the Brandon won two years in a row?
1: You you won. I never won. I you won. won. Carl won, won. won
0: the next one. Israel won the next one, and then I won this one. So that would yeah. be five. Yeah. yeah, five. Five seasons of doing this. Dang. Look forward to keeping it going. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, crazy. Um, year thanks, six coming up. Yep, year six, my back to back year. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Maddie, thanks for coming. Um, before I let you guys go, I want to make a couple announcements. Carl and I will be back next week with a playoff preview. And we're just going to look at all the teams that ended up making it into the playoffs. We actually had breaking news that the the Eagles ended up squeaking by. So we'll see how that, that matchup goes with the uh, the Bears and, and other games. So we'll see what happens tonight with the Titans and the Colts. And we'll talk about that. Um, and then we're also going to go ahead and get into some fantasy awards. And we want to you know, just kind of have fun with this and let people know who who we thought deserved an award or deserved, uh, kind of a shame award, but we'll get into that later on in the weeks. So keep listening, take a look at it, uh, subscribe on Google podcasts on Spotify, download the anchor app, send us your questions. It's always fun to put you guys on here. Um, Appreciate it. I'm out. This is
1: AJ. I'm out. B-Boys. We'll see you next week.